Welcome to Rise Up and Fix It, podcast dedicated to empowering women. A podcast that empowers women and the marginalized community by helping them tap into their creativity. I'm the writer of the book, The Secrets of Becoming a Boss Bitch with a Heart of Gold. I'm a photographer, filmmaker, and producer. People know me as Ms. Monday. My co-host is Ina Karapkina. She's an actress whose work you might know from films such as Dawn of the Dead and Transformers. She's also the founder and the creative director of Jewel Branding Studios. We have combined our talents and ideas to share tips and techniques on how our listeners can change life for good. Welcome to our podcast. Last week, we talked about business relationships. And this week, we're talking about love and intimate relationships. Episode nine. Let's yeah. talk about what makes a successful intimate relationship like the, that divine love, that partner in your life that you can trust, that you can build a life with, that you can have a conversation with and nobody is taking things personally or getting angry. There was this one book I was reading, like there's a lot of warfare that happens in the bedroom. If you are not having sex, if you are not being intimate in the bedroom, there's something going on where there's resentment that is built. There's issues outside the bedroom that have added up mm -hmm. to spill into your intimate sexual life. If you're not having sex, you need communication. It's just being open and talking. Vulnerable. No, talk. but also talking about it. I mean, it depends on what stage you're at. Like if you're in a beginning of a relationship, it better be hot. Like if you just met a guy <laughs> and you're looking to date him, he better be all over you. If he's not like, okay, if he's not wanting to have sex right off the bat, mm, be careful. Right? Really? Yeah. I think there's a certain amount like... There's I, a certain amount of awareness that you have to bring to that first stage of a relationship. If you're jumping into bed too quickly, oh. then everything else is a side note. Then the relationship is purely physical based and sex based. But I'm saying if the guy isn't into you, like he should oh, be yeah. pawing you, trying to get with you and... And you, as a woman, should be, you know, putting your foot down and like getting him to get to know you. But the fire is always there in the beginning. So before you have sex with anyone, you should know who they are. You don't want to be sharing your body with someone then later finding out he's like a weirdo or he's got diseases. I don't know. Like, you know, you got to... Right? There's a lot to consider. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the energy usually is so heightened. Like when you first fall in love with someone, when you first meet someone, there's this passion and this energy and this flame and the fire and this and like exchange. It's beautiful. And it's like this insane brain activity. And then once you get to know the person, that's when you really got to figure out like, hey, if there's any red flags, you got to listen to those. Because a lot of women were like, ah, no. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He'll totally change for me. Oh, totally. Yeah. I can you start seeing them for who they really are and then you relax a bit right and it's a deeper connection because now you understand them you know them and that's where you have to be you know that's really where you really have to put your foot down or make choices and I feel like men are really good at that I find women have a tendency to stick around way too long mm. in the wrong relationships right if a man has you guessing whether he likes you or not move on a man is either into you or he's not 
And you as a woman have to know your worth. You have to know what your expectations are. He's got to call. He's got to step up. Like if he doesn't, question that because you deserve more than that. For you, what are red flags in relationships? Lying. Oh, if you catch a guy lying when you just first meet him, run. The reason I say run is because if he's lying with that scenario, whichever scenario it is, he'll be lying about other things. Once a liar, always a liar. Yeah. And then I I find insecurity such a turnoff with a guy. Like passive aggressive behavior. Passive aggressive and controlling behavior. Yes. So if if a man is really secure in himself, he will have a sense of humor he won't be so serious about the situation and he won't try to control you. Your partner needs to have your back. If he doesn't... Res- that's that's a sign of disrespect, like bad-mouthing your partner. I mean, there's sometimes you there's little petty things that, you know, you're annoyed at. You might bitch a little bit. That's true, yeah. When girlfriends get together, have a glass of wine. Oh my God, I'm so annoyed, blah, 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 blah. blah. Definitely. But it comes from a place of love, I think. Yeah, I think so too. But it's important that you're mindful of that. For sure. Okay, so I have another red flag I want to bring up. Please do. There's a lot of men out there that are talkers. They come across as super confident. Oh my God. And then you get to know them and you're like, oh. Just be careful. There's so many. The illusions. Look past the the surface. Yeah. So important. And there's a lot of guys that know that women are attracted to that. And so they'll talk about this or, you know, or your future with them. And they'll say these things just to get you in the bedroom. So if you feel like it's way too good to be true, it probably is. And you're getting super excited about it. Just don't give him sex because that's what he's looking for. And the best way in that kind of scenario is to hold off for a long time because you want to get to know this person. You really want to know if he is actually the person he's saying he is. Guys that do have money usually don't tell you. They don't want you deciding to date them because they have money. Like they're protecting themselves, which is totally wise more money can solve financial problems however it won't solve your relationship your relationship problems oh my god so true what are your thoughts about uh, joint accounts that's a good question a few years ago i would have said yes it has to be a joint account if you're married and you don't have a joint account then that's a no-no and i think you could have the best of both worlds i also feel like money adds so much stress on a relationship so when you have a joint account now you have someone on your back saying, why did you buy that? Why did you go out for coffee today? When you have a separate bank account, no one's micromanaging your life decisions. And because that could be kind of frustrating. Another aspect to consider is the element of like surprise. It kind of loses charm if your partner can simply log in and see what you bought for them. I guess what we're saying is that a sense of mystery is really important in a relationship. If you know everything about your husband or partner there's no mystery i mean you don't want too much mystery but you also (laughs) don't want complete disclosure of everything yeah unless you're like a crazy control Control freak freak, and want to know every detail i think there's something nice about that like having your own world and your own life but obviously open communication about financial matters are crucial as long as both partners contribute to their fair share of the shared expense part, I think this can this fosters a healthier financial dynamic at home. But if you're a stay-at-home mom and doing everything that a stay-at-home mom does and you're not making money, then a joint account is necessary. But what also contributes to it is 
two people that are on the same page as to what they're bringing to the table. And once a woman becomes a mother and has this responsibility of raising little human beings, that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of love. It is the energy that you can no longer pour into your career full time. And then you're very limited as to what kind of income you're bringing home. So you want to be on the same page with your loving partner and make sure that he understands the value of what you're bringing to the table as a mother and as someone who is running the household. What makes a relationship work? First of all, you have to like not have any red flags. Like you have to feel pretty much like you're on the same page with this person. And then you have to choose that person and they have to choose you. Because at the end of the day, nothing will work unless there's a mutual choice. Ladies, if you're crying over a guy, if you are going through heartbreak, just know and trust that there's someone better for you. Just make that list. Be very specific about who you want to share your life with. And you will manifest that person. The best thing you can do is really focus on your creativity on yourself, making yourself a beautiful human being and a strong woman. And uh, if you're going through heartbreak, listen to amazing music. It will make you feel better. Go cry on a girlfriend's shoulder. Really connect with your friends. Like that's number one. And then the right man will pop into your life. That's my advice. If you want a relationship. If you want. Yeah. Yeah. But why wouldn't you? Like having that partner that friend friend yeah to share your life with this is so special the other thing i think that happens when people get married or into a long-term relationship is that there starts to be a lack of wanting to discover one another you're like ah i know you already i've been with you Do you know what I mean? Like you have to stay boyfriend and girlfriend. You have to continue looking at the other person like they're a mystery to be unraveled every single day. And I think date night is so important. So important. My parents are happily married. They've been together for 50 years and they still like cuddle on the couch every night. But every day, they end the day with a glass of wine and like a cuddle on the couch. It's adorable. I guess I would compare a relationship to a flower in a pot. Like if you're not constantly watering that flower it's gonna wither and die i think it's important to have your own life have your own friends have your own passions you don't have to necessarily like the same music or the same movie genres go and experience those things with your friends but come back and have something to share with your partner and that way you continue to be a mystery to one another and you continue discovering one another when you're away from each other you miss each other exactly that's a nice thing because you can get into a relationship and infatuated and obsessed with the other person and then the mind kicks in and then insecurities kick in and when you don't hear back from them you're suddenly oh my god do they like me and then the mind takes over that's why i feel like even like in the first episode we talked about meditation how it's important i think it's important in relationships too because you got to see those thoughts like are your insecurities kicking in and, and creating drama in your relationship with your intimate partner yeah i've had a lot of luck with men is that like I'm not always there on the back and You're call. the boss bitch. Yeah, like you know I'm not. I mean? I, when I was single, I feel like when I was busy, guys loved it. Yeah. Like it made them chase me. And exactly. I, and you I should never chase a man. Never. Never. Never, ever. There's so They gotta many, earn it. Yeah. Know your worth. 
You might think he's hot and you want to be with them, but if he's not interested, then don't. don't. This is like if you're thinking about someone that's going to be a long term, you know? Yeah. There's, a, there's a term going around, toxic masculinity, and some people are really pissed off about the term. I was like, why? And then I thought to myself, we're dirtying the word masculinity. Let's remove the word toxic. We'll just say toxic males because there's plenty of them out there. I've dealt with many toxic males, but masculinity is a beautiful word. Like, what would you define as a masculine male? Someone who has their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone who is confident in their abilities and also someone who cares. Gentleman. With, and Yeah, as a gentleman. Like, my man opens the door for me all the time. Like, when we first started dating, I mean, I feel like every day he would come and open the door for me. And I was like, he's so classy. I think that's really sexy. But I mean, everyone has their thing. What would you define as masculine? Very similar to what you said, uh, has his shit together, but also is present and aware and creative. He sees the situation, sees what needs to be fixed and does it. Yeah. Like you don't have to ask him twice. You don't even have to ask him. He sees what needs to be done. It's like, so that is so hot. I yeah. Know. They're like, baby, I got this. <laughs> I mean, that is so fucking sexy. Yeah, it is very sexy. Yeah, especially when you've been with a few men that don't do that. Oh, my God. Whereas I feel like when I was younger, I was more naive. I put up with way, way too much stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw way too many red flags and I was okay with it. And I'm like, no way would I put up with that now. Like you too, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny because I took some singing classes and I feel like I opened up my throat chakra, my communication chakra. And ever since then, I've been an assertive bitch, but in a good way. Like yeah. I have so much to say. And out of that came this podcast, like singing, podcasting. I'm, I'm speaking my opinion. I'm sp- speaking my truth. I'm hoping it benefits the- somebody you might we might have some listeners right now that are listening and they're in a relationship and they're thinking oh my god i'm in the wrong relationship yeah there's a lot of people like that out there especially if you have kids too yeah people that are dealing with that question am i with the right mate and have kids it's it's hard also like this is going back to the book that i talked about dr joe dispenza wrote the becoming supernatural he he urges you to raise your frequency are you operating from love and joy and gratitude so as soon as you yourself put your body into that state you get rid of all those negative thoughts that you don't create a a future that involves fighting with your partner Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, that's a good point. I'm I'm happy that you brought that up. If you're single and you're listening, ah, you know, enjoy it. It's a wonderful time. It's the most amazing time, actually, because it's the time when there's so many possibilities. I believe that you manifest what you create, what you write, and what you wish for. And I feel like when one relationship ended, I had, you know, a clarity of what I wanted in the next yes this is your time to like explore and have fun yeah explore all your options and really get to know yourself yeah get to know yourself pursue those creative passions hang out with your friends do things you love and from that energy from that joyful life experience you will manifest a man who's actually ironically enough probably also enjoying life 
going back to one of our first episodes, we said, if you are living a joyful, fulfilled life, you are going to attract a mate who's also doing the same. Like no one wants to meet someone who's a wounded bird, who's all these issues. Why would I want to be with someone like that? Yeah. Like if you have issues, you got to work through them. Heal. Yeah. Heal. Love yourself. Become that beautiful person. Like become the person that you want to date. And actually going back to again to episode two, like that shit happens. Like you get dumped. It feels awful. Write a song about it. Go dance it out. Go listen to a song. Like get creative in dealing with heartbreak because don't don't let it destroy you. It will make you stronger and richer and a wiser human being because you've dealt with another human. You had an experience with them and it made you grow. And that relationship dying basically cracks you a little bit. But through that crack, light shines through. And take that fuel, that anger or that sadness and just channel it Yes, if a guy pisses you off, use it. Oh, man. Use that to manifest and make magic happen. There's those days where you're like, did I make the right choices? Am I going to be lonely the rest of my life? life? Yeah. Yeah, you think all these things. But that's why you have to make it your mission. Until it comes to you, you got to just hustle. It's like a hustle, a daily yeah. hustle of believing. So are you saying that like focus on finding the perfect mate? Is that your focus advice? On, yeah, focus yeah. on finding what you want, like figuring out what it is that you want. If it is a partner, don't just walk around and wish that you know, he'll so- just plop into your lap. Yeah, go out, actively date, ask questions, do your due diligence. I think what my issue with my first boyfriend was communication, like, he was very open and very blunt and very much like he didn't want a relationship with me. But I was like madly in love with them. God, I don't know why. And that turns them <laughs> off. When you're chasing them, they they don't want to have anything to do with you. Totally. Right? Yeah. such a turn off for a guy. It is. Yeah. I and went I, through the same too. I was chasing a boy so madly in love and he didn't want to have anything to do with me. And the nice ones the nice ones I wasn't into. And then later I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. I had a boy in high school come up to me. I had no clue he had a crush on me. I was like oblivious. And he was so nervous. And he came up to me and he asked me out. And I was so surprised because it came out of left field. I actually remember this moment so clearly. I looked at him and in the split second, there's a thought that came in. Oh, man, he's good looking. I've never noticed him before. And then because he was so nervous and because he surprised me, my gut reaction was no. And then I left. But then, like, I thought to myself, man, he could have been a really great guy to date. And who knows, maybe we'd be together now. If he approached in a more eloquent way where he would, like, sit next to me at lunchtime and, like, bump elbows with me or like I don't know drop a book or like do something creative so we would have that interaction first so we were friends quote unquote first I wouldn't have been so shocked by his question to ask me out if that makes sense yeah so that's a memory that came Ingrid any memories (laughs) god Uh, well I just had like one obsession all through high school he's like one skateboarder hot drove a corvette such Ooh. a badass. He's oh, bad boy. Oh, what is it with us as being into boy. bad boys? <laughs> Which just sucks. Is it because they're unattainable and we want to make them good? Yeah. It's like, it's I, probably what it's it is. Like, we want to domesticate them. <laughs> what was it? I don't know what it was. You want what you can't get. 
in some ways, you know, if they're too nice. I feel like now I love a nice man. Like a nice a gentleman. gentleman yes. Amazing. Yes. Masculine gentleman. Oh, amazing. Whereas I think I dated the wrong guys when I was younger. But that's okay. You know what? It made me Exactly. Yeah. Every every relationship makes you grow as a human being and you learn something about yourself and them. Yeah, but I think also there's so many hormones raging through our body at that time. Like we're not thinking straight. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the infatuation and all that. So really thinking about your daughter and she might be listening to this, right? <laughs> now that we brought that up. What do you think is the qualities? Like what would you want your daughter? Who would you want your daughter to date? Oh gosh, someone she loves first and foremost. But someone who treats her like a queen. Yes. Someone who respects her and just dotes upon her. Yeah, and that's I, what, I wish that upon her. And that's what you wish for everyone, right? Yeah, that's a good point. What are the qualities that we want for an intimate relationship? Yeah. We want to feel like we're queens and we want to be respected. And also coming from a parent's perspective, you want to make sure that your parents also love your partner. So like... Yes, that is su- super important. It's interesting because... I would want my daughter to be treated like a queen because in order for you to be a queen, you got to have a king in your life. Are you treating your man like the king? Is he your priority? Right? I think it's so important. And how do you treat a man as like a king? So you got to treat a man like a king, but you got to do that after like a few months of dating. You've got to earn that. Yeah. You can't do it right off the bat because he's going to run. Right? So Too much responsibility for him. Totally. Like if you put him... You give him his crown right off the bat, he's going to go. Honey. He didn't work he's for gonna, it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. he'll run. Yeah, you The need, crown's going to be too heavy for him. Totally. So he's got to work for it. But once he's worked for it, you got to treat him like a king. But at the same time, it's a balance. Like, listen, no relationship is perfect. There's always give and take. There's going to be fights, even in the most loveliest relationships. Ingrid and I are both creative beings, and it is our absolute goal in life to live the most creative joyful life possible and to teach and inspire other women to do the same we're passionate to share this information with you because we feel that having a loving mate in your life will help you manifest things and live a creative life we're throwing our ideas out there hoping that maybe we have inspired you with this podcast today well said ingrid Thank you. You're a rock star. You are too. I wish you guys all the best. I hope you all find your love and I wish that all your dreams come true. I do too. Yeah. You're our sisters. We believe in you. And if you're thriving and creative, the world's a better place. Till next time. Later. Bye. Welcome to Rise Up and Fix It podcast dedicated to empowering women a podcast that empowers women and the marginalized community by helping them tap into their creativity 